Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work friends, family, expect you to be on 24-7, well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Lane Bryant, James. <laughs> Small forward. Lane Bryant. <laughs> Y'all don't, Lane you guys don't Bryant fuck with Lane Bryant, James? James? You put those on. You can make sure I, I feel like that's good. That it's should com- be um, someone's Slack name, I think. Lane Bryant, James. Everyone's feeling, yeah. With authority. <laughs> that's a pretty good Kevin Harlan. <laughs> He's so good doing uh, NFL games on the radio, too. Great. I love it. Also love because it. he gives so much to the ad reads. He really and, does. And they're just sponsored. It's all like insurance companies and Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> yeah. But he did some read for Pepto-Bismol that was like, <laughs> delivering the symptoms of upset stomach <laughs> and diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, hell yeah, I need some Pepto. Let's I go, wish I man. had to shit my pants right now. <laughs> Fuck, why don't I have to shit my pants right now? Okay, I guess we'll start the show, huh? Yep. Hello and welcome to the Airbuds Podcast. Podcast? I'm Jamel, foreign national Jamel Johnson. <laughs> I am... Uh... Native national, Peter Moses. I'm permanent resident, uh, Mike Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> Happy basketball to you two fucking sweethearts. Happy Aww. basketballs. Thank you. Wait, do we have a guest today? Uh, we do have a guest. Let's bring, Should we bring him in and then do the business? No, business first. 
Business first. Uh, I mean, the guests, I'm always like, the guests can talk. If you're wondering, is this one of those podcasts where you have to sit there in silence? No, you can talk. Okay, good, because I, I would have sat there in silence <laughs> indefinitely. Yeah. But let's do some business up top. All right, guys. We got a bunch of new five-star ratings this week, which thank you for going to Apple Podcasts and clicking that button. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody left a written review. Reminder, thank God. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, if, <laughs> no. you wanna, if you want us to read whatever you write, you got to write something. And you should go listen to last week's episode with Georgia Brooks uh, to to hear the kind of shit we're willing to read. We're, we're willing to anything. read. Yeah. yeah. We had a four-minute conversation about who fucks better between you two. Yeah. And uh, it's still not resolved. I feel, no. like all, we, I feel like we all agreed it was Mike. Come on, son. <laughs> nah, uh, no. No. I don't accept that. I'm willing, to, I'm willing to let Jamel take this one until he and I have it out in a bedroom alone to, to really yeah. decide. And, no, then we, and then we put it on the Patreon. Yeah. That's for sure on the page. We're starting at OnlyFans for that. Uh-huh. Starting. There you go. I already have like six videos on our OnlyFans. <laughs> Real? Aw, son. You didn't clear that shit. We got we to gotta play that fucking basketball game, too. Yeah, we That's will facts. be playing a basketball game where uh, every time I score a point, Jamel will be taking a dab. Uh, uh, Sean, think about it. So this is I, incredible. He's going to die. A game to 11, ones and twos. <laughs> So Every get, time I get scored on, I have to take a dab. You're but it's a die. baby dab. I'm not taking one of them fucking right, Instagram right, right. live dabs. I do not want to be responsible for your death. You so. are going to be. <laughs> if he scores five on me, I might die. Yes. Uh, I This is a little morbid, but I have a cousin that has uh, like a very dab-heavy Instagram account. Yeah. A lot of it is just videos of him doing dabs. Uh, and then his father died unexpectedly. Oh, oh, shit. And the transition was real weird because oh, he was still, like, dropping in the dabbing. Like, he <laughs> didn't give it, was, it like, up. A but it would just be, like, regular just, yeah. inspirational post of, like, I'm going to restore your car, Dad, and I'm going to make you f- proud of me. And then the next day, it's like... <laughs> All right, guys. We're ripping some meat turps. Little, yeah. Look at these turps. <laughs> Hacking Love your you actual butt up. Wait, can, did I ever tell y'all about the dude I saw take a dab and he threw his back out? <laughs> Let's get through this business real yeah, quick. Wait, hold on. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, if you want us, uh, if you want to go and leave us a five star review uh, and write something, we will read it. We appreciate that; it helps us out. We don't know why or how, but it does. Yay! Uh, and then you'll be hearing this a ton from us over the next month uh, from all social media platforms. But of course, we are putting on a live show uh, on Thursday, February thirteenth, at the Virgil. The Earbuds present Podstar Weekend. Yes, it's going to be an all star celebration of NBA podcasts with all your favorites, guys. Like who? Like maybe you, the guest we have on today? That's what I, that was my transition. Okay, I'm not we, even going to spoil it. We're on the it. same page. Let's do it. We got Dunk Townies. Uh, <laughs> we yeah. got Jason Concepcionis. Yeah. Emmy Award winner. The Ringer and NBA Desktop. Joey Dosick from Wolfpack and the Michael McDonald Basketball McPodcast. Um, we've got, we got Super Hoopers, yeah. Flagrant Ones, Horse Hoops. And of course we got... Langston Kerman, Nitz Blove, some more special guests, and... We got... Uh, one of our guests today is, uh, or I guess our only guest today, will also be on that. He is a comedian and a writer. He covers ba- basketball for Yardbarker.com, and he's one half of the very excellent uh, Round Ball Rock podcast, who will also be at Podstar Weekend. Please welcome Sean Keane. Hey, thanks, guys. Podstar, back. Podstar yeah. Weekend starters. Yeah. I heard I heard Spotify was going to buy Podstar Weekend. Is that rumor? If yeah. you don't yeah. think that's a goal, then yeah. you are yeah. sorely they put mistaken. A bit in. Yeah. They put a little bit in. 
They hit nice. me up. I didn't tell the dudes yet, but yeah. it's fine. Okay. I didn't want y'all to find out like this, but yeah, we we got a deal on the table. This Listen. is like Spotify trying to acquire our like anything from us is like the Michael Scott Paper Company. Yeah, we're just charging half. We don't know what the margins are. Who gives a shit? Listen, no pressure, but if Podstar Weekend goes well, we will see you all next year at the Oscars. Hell yeah. Real shit. We're trying to win an Oscar because fuck Kobe. We're coming for ours. Mm-hmm. We're racing. It's like, remember when Kobe was chasing Shaq? Yeah. We're chasing Kobe. Yeah. For Oscars. I like that. And we're trying to go to Salt Lake City. We yeah, got to no. go to Salt Lake City. We're trying to be the first people to smoke weed in Salt Lake City. On Podstar stage. Weekend 2, 2021. Wait, yeah. smoking. You. I think I've smoked weed in Salt Lake City. Oh, what? Fuck. Sorry. You will be I the admit. second or third person. I mean, to like, smoke. shamefully yeah. in a car, <laughs> yeah, like, no, hiding from I'm God like, and the authorities. I'm talking proudly. Yeah, like, no, you gotta, it's like a public display. Yeah. I wonder how close you could do it to the temple. Mm. I got kicked out of my tour feet. of the Mormon temple, but. You did? Yeah, but that was because we had fake media credentials because we wanted the nice tour. What was this trip you went okay, on? Okay, hold on. How did they figure out during the tr- tour that you had fake media? They are they are like on it. Well, so I went to the Olympics in 2002. Nice. And uh, my friend actually did uh, take pictures for a college paper and do graphic stuff. And one of his graphic design projects was uh, fake media badges <laughs> for me and other people. And apparently they looked into whether I was an accredited member of the media of the Daily Californian. But was it because you had just been smoking weed in your car? No, I mean, it was... <laughs> they were like, hey, get out of here. But we basically got to the whole tour, and then they asked us to leave. Mm. So, What was the best part of the tour? Uh, it's pretty high-tech, actually. There's a lot of uh, very... They use a lot of kind of planetarium technology to represent... Um, like, yeah, it's just a lot of showmanship that I wouldn't have expected. Did you get to the weird like dunking tanks or stuff like that? No, that there was a there was a planetarium like thing about Jesus, and there's a lot of sort of like, it's more like there's areas that you need to be at a certain level to sure. see and witness. But there wasn't anything that was it too is- weird. It was just weird that we had so much supervision. It's definitely business casual Scientology. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, and we had we had a guide and then a married couple also guiding us, and our tour was just two people, so it was it was <laughs> so weird. The that we tour were guys outnumbered, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so when they so really when when they kicked you out, they just stopped the tour. They yeah, like, yeah, you that guys was are it. Done. They just they just went. They took a break. <laughs> also, Salt Lake City is the only place that had um, all white ticket scalpers and an all white staff at a Mexican restaurant. Wow, so that was kind of amazing. Um, Sounds adorable. I think Scientology is business casual Mormonism. Well, I feel like it's more... I feel like Mormonism is not as um, hurtful to people's lives. No, it is. Yeah, they got some weird stuff going on over there. But you think that... Like, like we'll see- talk about it. We'll talk about it off air. Mormonism is uh, yeah. has got quite a few issues. It's yeah. very similar to Scientology more than you think. Yeah. I think Scientology is business casual though, because like, you don't really have to go to church on Sundays. Okay. Oh, so that's the cash. That's the yeah. Dockers element. It's more like we just kind of hang out and you touch these cans every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. but also they have like super slaves and. Like- uh, let's talk about Mormonism later. <laughs> Which one makes you jerk off in a butterfly net? I think that's both of them. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. My Venn diagrams look, look crazy. <laughs> I mean, is Jabari Parker the only Mormon in the NBA? Well, Whoa. 
Really? Maybe I is. just assume that like the that like all the Plumleys are. Um, yeah, but Danny, one of the Plumleys. Danny is. Ainge for sure. Yeah. J- Judd Bushler inactive has to be a Mormon. Yeah, I also realize yeah. you're not allowed to have that chin. Without. Yeah, for sure. I just associate John Stockton with being Mormon, and then I have to like stop to be like. He no. just was in Utah for 20 years. Yeah. He's not yeah. a Mormon. No, yeah. he, li- he listens to fucking soul music and fucks black chicks, dude. It's only, <laughs> most recently, Jabari Parker, Jimmer Fredette, Sean Bradley. Oh, right. Jimmer Fredette. Danny Ainge. Jimmer. The sad, what is his name? The sad warrior god? What do they call is him Is that what they there? call him in China? Something. The sad warrior oh. god? The I lonely, sad... <laughs> Hooper nigga, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, Mandarin, that's, exactly that's it. Candies, what they call that's what they call. Yeah. That's what they, yeah, that's, that's a the direct translation. Yeah. Uh, Sean, you recently wrote an article for yardbarker.com. Yes, uh, that my favorite team, yes. the 1776ers, uh, we would be better, <laughs> better, uh, better off getting rid of their all-star center Joel Embiid. Oh my God, you're the anti-Embiid. Uh, oh, no. I just want to talk about it because I'm oh, intrigued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to subscribe to your newsletter. I'm oh, intrigued. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's obviously a little preemptive for any of that to happen, but given that it feels like they're they were making moves almost in anticipation of doing that. Like it's really Horford weird that they have Al Horford yeah. signed to a four year deal with Joel Embiid on the team. Like it's now it might just be a combination of who they could get and stuff like that, but uh I kinda think the Simmons' offense makes a lot more sense than the Embiid offense. Well, neither makes sense, <laughs> generally, and they definitely don't make sense together. Yeah. And, okay. So here's why. I, since they got boned by the, the Colangelo uh, family and then yes. Elton Brand came, like there's just been a weird strategy of like collecting players that are all power forwards and centers, basically. Yeah, yeah. And... I don't understand what the team is. I feel like we've lost our way. I, I hate saying we because I'm not part of the team. No, you are. You're the team. As a fan base, come on, like, man. We're You're watching the them lose our way, and uh, and yeah. So I'm just like, I kind of like they're the hardest to watch good team in the league. I think. Right, right. And occasionally they beat good teams by 25 points too. And then occasionally they struggle to beat the Knicks by three last yeah. night. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Score 90 points. Yeah. 90 to 87. Jeez See, Louise. that result makes me think, is it, is it Embiid's fault or is it just this team as a whole? Is it the team philosophy? Is it everything around them that makes them inconsistent or is it Embiid's presence? Well, I also have a question for you. You probably follow the team closer, but it feels like a lot of the uh, kind of behind-the-scenes dissension tends to come from stuff Embiid is complaining about or, like, teammates he's kind of ripping. See, okay. He was kind of like – he was kind of rough on Simmons for not taking shots and – but so was the entire team. So was the coach. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's true. uh, But also, shouldn't he take shots – isn't for basketball? Shouldn't we shoot the ball? It should, it just seems like when they when there's been players complaining and stuff behind the scenes, it seems like it has been very Embiid centric. Right, but I'm just like if Peter or Jamel is like wearing an ugly jacket, hey now, yeah. and I'm like, no, you guys both have great jackets yeah, today. Damn, but I'm just dog, saying, I got this shit from Burlington, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> if I am just like, hey man, like 
that's a pretty stupid jacket. You've got a better jacket. Maybe you should try right, on that right. jacket. Am I being an asshole for like telling him that? Like, well, yeah. And your fashion coach is like, please. My goal for you is that every day you don't wear this jacket. And then Ben Simmons is like, you know what? I love I'm going to wear this every single day. I'm doubling down on the jacket. Yeah. That, but I so uh, I don't know. I like it, if the entire world is talking about Ben Simmons needs to shoot. Ben Simmons needs to shoot, uh-huh. and then Joel Embiid and Brett Brown occasionally are like, it would be great if he could shoot more. <laughs> like, is that ripping him? I I mean I guess not. It just feels like it just feels like a lot of the the complaints that come out are people actually complaining about Embiid doing stuff. But it's, look, I mean, he's an amazing like I love watching him and everything. I just. I just don't know if a Joel Embiid-centered offense or centered team. It can't be centered around him because he's not incredibly durable. Uh, he he is spectacular some nights and then, yeah. like, MIA other nights. Uh, and also, like, we can't just try to force this, like, 2005-style offense right. into a league that has moved beyond it. I understand trying to, like, counter things, but it isn't the right counter to, like, go back to a – Center-based low-post offense in the league right now. Purely and from a longevity, changed a lot of the rules for defense. Just yeah. from like a longevity standpoint, even though they've gone full anti-process, and it's like we have to do this all for right now. Just you know, despite of everything that's happening, the odds of you having one of those players just on the court for the next ten years, it has to be Ben Simmons. Like right, other than his ra- first year, he has been incredibly durable yeah. and and and. You know, hasn't missed a lot of time, uh, and he probably could have come back that rookie year, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay, but why? Why push it? They were trying to bomb more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of with you in a way. Like I love Embiid with all my heart, but I'm like, wow. Ben it's Simmons official. has, wow. I think, the higher ceiling in the league today. It's if, fucking official. Wow. Has he? This is a monumental shift. I feel this like this is big. I'm just like, if Ben, Proud of you, Mike. He, he hasn't developed a jump shot, and who knows if he ever will. But if he did, he would be a top five player automatically. But he's not. <laughs> he needs to not work out with Magic Johnson. He needs to figure out a way to spend like a week with Draymond Green. Mm. You know, another guy who doesn't really have a jump shot. Doesn't really have a jump shot. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it's like, is it the ugliest it. three in the league? <laughs> yeah, you know, who? I don't remember who said he shoots like he's wearing a heavy backpack. Yeah, but, Somebody, uh, yeah. no, it does. Someone like photoshopped a backpack on him in one photo, and I was like, "Yep, it fits, <laughs> but, right, it fits right on there." He's he's the NBA player who most seems like he's shooting from. He has one specific Showtime style hot spot. Mm-hmm. That if he can just get that slightly off center, top of the arc, he's great. Every other three, he might as well just be like lobbing mortars at the rim. I get it, man. I can I can relate to Draymond. How yeah. much money has Draymond lost this year? Do you think? Lost? Uh, none. He's he signed a he's signed for like four more years. Oh, they he, signed him. They signed him to an extension this summer. Oh, that's what. It, so it was like four uh, for a hundred or something like that. I, I still was thinking that he was he was due up this year. Well, yeah. good for him. Even yeah, though, getting his even money and checking the missing, fuck out. He's literally missing an elbow. They still <laughs> gave him that dough. He's a uh, he feels like he's been resting during games that he's playing in. Yeah, no, that's for sure. On offense Where, and defense, yeah. And it's like, if the game's on TV, he'll kind of bring it, or if he really hates someone on the other team. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, he's just been trying to Draymond up the young guys, basically. What he, it, in it, the hell? It feels like he does, he's like someone who's trying to like look for a slow-moving car that he can jump in front of and oh, just yeah, check yeah, out yeah. with everyone else. 
roll up on a taxi and be like, all right, I'm done for the rest of the year. I'll yeah. see you guys uh, 2021. I think also that, that Clay Thompson's finally hanging around the team has helped everyone's sort of mental health. Truman was just so mad the first yeah. beginning yeah. of the year. You need, you need Clay energy in times like this. Yeah. Just so, like, fuck it, dude. We're getting paid, right? Yeah. You're a Bay Area native, right? A Warriors yeah. fan, in case listeners don't know. Uh, how did it make you feel seeing that Clay Thompson has now started dressing in full Warriors gear, uh, full uniform, and just sitting on the sidelines like three hours before games start? It's he's such a weirdo, and it's so wonderful. But also, he's like cosplaying it, for his own job. Well, the weird <laughs> thing pretend it's the weird so thing, fun. Yeah, there is a guy. Who goes to Warriors games? I don't think he's doing it this year because I, oh, yeah, yeah. I, exactly I don't see him as like a sweet about. guy. But the guy who kind of looks like Clay Thompson wears a full Warriors uniform. But now that's actually Clay. Clay should just sit Clay's, next to him. Clay Clay's should bring like writing him. Clay Thompson fan fiction. He's taking right. money Clay, out of him. Clay should, should get that dude of like a courtside seat, and they should sit opposite the team bench together yeah. in the warm-ups. And he's just mirroring him. This yeah. Is like, and this is like us. This is the movie Us. Yes. Yeah, he has a tethered across the court. Yeah. Clay, Clay seems like he's having the best time anyone's ever had during ACL rehab. Uh, yeah. So, the weirdest thing was about a month ago he was on there were some pictures of him on some like real nice romantic hike with Spider-Man's girlfriend How? and uh, the photo credit is is credited to Audrey Iguodala because apparently they're going on like group dates together what I don't the fuck dude Andre Iguodala it just he's acting he's like found he... a way to work remotely in the NBA no he's <laughs> Dude, he's, he's living the life of a again. guy who like <laughs> sold his startup to Apple, and yeah. it's just like hiking, golfing, eating at nice restaurants, hanging out with his friends. It is. It's. It's. It's interesting as a Warriors fan because I kept thinking, well, this is the year it's going to crash. Like they're going to be, you know, the things might not break right. Maybe Clay will come back at the end of the year. Could be the seventh seed, but everybody getting hurt at the same time almost makes it. It feels unfair that there wasn't as much. It just feels like not the comeuppance year that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Because it's they're so bad that it's not even interesting to talk about them, and it's not even any kind of satisfying. It seems like they opt out of losing a bunch of close games. Oh, absolutely. Like, the writing was on the wall, like, we'll lose a bunch of close games to Denver, and it's going to look kind of dumb, and then we're going to hate it, so let me just be hurt now. Yeah. Draymond's injury, I I had less belief in. D'Angelo Russell keeps getting really hurt, but a lot of the guys, I'm kind of like, what is wrong with Kavon Looney exactly? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just he can't pass his fucking reading aptitude test. Yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> That's what he's up to. I mean, I think it's fair to say. I mean, how old is Steph now? Thirty two. Yeah, I think he turned thirty one. Yeah, thirty one. And Clay's 32. still not thirty yet, right? Clay's like I feel like Clay. I think he's twenty nine. It feels like when they all get back together next year with whatever top draft pick they're gonna have. Uh-huh. I know that I am Steph Hater number one, but yeah. it does really feel like it's gonna be kind of Clay's, like Clay in his prime, and everyone else like it's kind of bringing the band back together for like running it for a couple more years. But so, yeah. Ocean's thirteen. What are they gonna look like? when Embiid shows up. Yeah. Who can actually get Embiid? I mean, I still think you got to keep him and fucking figure out how to deal Horford. 
Well, there's but, there should be. I mean, I want to be clear. I don't think there's any urgency to doing this because, I mean, it's, it's weird just because they feel like they can beat any team in the league on any night too, and they can. They yeah. literally can. It's just like it just it depends on if they decide they want to. I yeah, think, in some ways, the last two years have just been so strange in terms of them shifting to such an extreme win now philosophy, hmm. where. Where it was just, it just seemed like they were, it felt like a, um, okay, it felt like when teams in the 90s only had three-year deals for their first-round picks, Mm -hmm. and they changed the rules after the 99 lockout, but for a while in the early 2000s, teams were still uh, really, like, well, like the Cavs did it with LeBron, where, where suddenly they had LeBron and they were so paranoid about making it work that they were just trading future first round picks right away it was the larry hughes yeah it was it was just like all of this like we have to prove to him that we're doing everything we can right away yeah in some ways that like set lebron's mindset for the future because i feel like any team he goes to eventually trades away all of its picks it's also i mean it is interesting in his mindset of like i know gm lebron doesn't get as much like made fun of anymore Uh but they did like he has always been in this like i don't give a shit about the owners or the organization i'm like i'm trying to get to the finals every year and if we're playing with a different deck the next year so be it but i'm still fucking lebron goddamn james so i think you're right maybe there is something where he saw also like why wouldn't him and rich paul do it instead of fucking danny ferry yeah like well i mean and you look at from his perspective they make all these sort of short-sighted moves they they whiff on a couple draft picks and they still go to the finals this fourth year yeah. so yeah there probably is a sense of well ever i could go to the finals every year so why is there any development year you know i i think the thing that pisses me off about durant going to the warriors other than i hate the warriors and durant is there i can't think of another team that was so organically put together by jerry west in that way that like really like you saw their growth over almost four or five years, uh-huh. and it feels like maybe Memphis is kind of set up for that right now. But I can't mm-hmm. think of another team that comes to mind that had that kind of amazing, you know, developing of these core players who actually all turned out to be fucking incredible. Unless I'm like missing, I can't think of like who like they drafted, they sucked, they lost to the Clippers, and then all uh-huh. of a sudden they just popped the fuck off. And so kind of, I think that was a little bit of the bummer of them getting so top heavy and becoming you know hated by everyone including me is like it kind of ruined this thing that like every team is always aspiring to that's the whole point of the draft is to have this kind of model Uh and they actually did it and i can't think of another is there another example of a team that has act i mean i guess that's what the process was trying to be maybe 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 okc with durant harden and westbrook but that's two examples in the last 20 years yeah and they they trade harden yeah well, after his third year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they went to the finals. Yeah. yeah. I think the difference, though, is that, like, with the Warriors, they didn't have ever, like, a big, showy number one draft pick. Like, I think getting Embiid and Simmons, like, puts a lot of pressure on the Sixers to fucking put it together quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like... In the vein of LeBron. Steph was, what, where it's 16? like, we gotta go. Was Steph, a, like, what, what pick was he? Steph was, like, 12? the seven... 
Right? The guy, it's Barnes is the seventh pick. I think Curry is the seventh pick. And Minnesota picks. Clay is the 11th pick. Yeah. And Minnesota, Minnesota picks Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. And Johnny Flynn. Before of them. Johnny yeah. fucking yeah. Flynn. Yeah. Wow. But, like, they, they, the Warriors kind of, like, got to develop without this spotlight and pressure on them the same way the Sixers had, like, this fucking great pressure with, like, this, like, the next Shaquille O'Neal and, like, Ben Simmons being what he was and then all the injuries there was just like a lot of media pressure on it whereas I feel like the Warriors were kind of like they knew what they had and they were like working in the lab yeah yeah and I think there was also some kind of weird benefit to having kind of a like like the worst possible like the least talented possible all-star in David Lee like that's a perfect (laughs) veteran for a young team who's you know he's it's just the the ceiling's low, but the floor's kind of high, and that was sort of a useful guy to have. I think when they were feeling their way, like just a guy who's r- really happy that he made that one All Star team. Do and... you do you think they'll? If you had to bet, do you think they'd get they they get one more? Oh, the Warriors. Yeah, with this I mean, core, it, it is so up in the air. I'm sure they're gonna be making some crazy swing for the fences. Sure. I kind of it, it's strange because they're they seem like they're set up to try to use the Iguodala trade exemption and spend a lot of money. But I would be kind of intrigued having watched a lot of D'Angelo Russell now, just to see what it looks like if you put all three of those guys together and just try to outscore everybody. Yeah, There's like also six an, games of that at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. There's also him and Steph at least. Undeniable there was this undeniable energy when K D went out last year in uh-huh. the playoffs and they all looked at each other and were like, We're back, baby. Oh yeah. It was, Let's it was, go. I mean that Portland series it's weird because I'm so used to my you know, I was a Warrior fan forever. So it's it still was very felt very weird being a favorite ever and then yeah that portland series when it was like oh we gotta we gotta get something from uh from quinn cook in this game or we're dead like we're really gonna need (laughs) Jonas jurepko to give 12 good minutes (laughs) off the bench uh because with durant it just felt like you have a cheat code where you can play incredible defense against him and then he just hits a fall away 18 footer yeah every single time um. Yeah. Uh. So it it does feel like I mean, just seeing the te- how the team operates, it seems like they're probably tampering with somebody and have been tampering <laughs> with them for a while, and they have some elaborate plan. I guess the Russell thing kind of came out of nowhere for everybody, but I guess the team knew they wanted him. I mean, hey, they're the best at tampering right now. Yeah, top he, tampering. I mean, my favorite thing about the D'Angelo Russell thing is that he agreed to go to the Warriors and then took, uh, like, a helicopter tour with the Timberwolves. <laughs> and poor, the news poor broke. Poor Timberwolves. Yeah, and then the news broke while they were on the helicopter. That's so fucking awesome. And they, <laughs> and they had like, to just be like, hey, yeah. Uh, can, we, can we land, please? Just, is this right? Did you <laughs> sign with the Warriors? And he had to say, yeah, I, like, I, what? I did. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. I would have, like, you know, yeah. D'Lo could have – that changes the wolves. I feel bad for the wolves. Yeah. Do you Are, think he really love loves helicopters that much, or was he just afraid to cancel the appointment? I think he was be afraid, afraid to cancel the appointment for sure. I, yeah. Yeah. I also I'm not convinced 
that you like the Warriors are good at tampering are going to get someone act like like oh, no. like like, yeah, I, like I, it feels like it it does feel what? like it's very like Silicon Valley related arrogance of like. Well, yeah, we'll just do this. Uh, listen, listen, shut up, Peter. No, what are you talking about? No, man? don't do that anti-Warriors thing. They I, got Durant to come. They got fucking D'Lo to come. Nobody knew. They're the best at tampering, and they're going to get somebody. Just, they're going to get I, whoever they want. I don't know who don't it's going to be that they've been tampering with. But, no way. But they, like, they're getting somebody. Steph and Andre started recruiting each other in 2010 They got Iguodala like to come off the bench at his best. Yeah. This is premium tampering, I also and think it has been for years. David Lee, right now, they, they had a big unmovable contract that they were able Son. to get rid of. Now he, just, he has a job as an investment banker somehow. Yeah. David Wait, really? Lee, yeah, he's... For no reason. That makes sense. That, yeah. <laughs> again, it's there, there are going to be some secret things. I'm sure that... Kevin Durant, you know, secretly got all his apps he's funding. It's like, why did he become an entrepreneur like that? Well, because he was working with a venture capitalist. <laughs> David Lee, VP of Farts at Facebook. Yeah, all these ideas for circumventing the salary cap. Joe Langham's like, I can't give you any more money, Kevin, but you but, are uh, going to get uh, yeah, yeah. a Series B of... for this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this pizza tracking app that you're funding. <laughs> 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 That's what LeBron needs to do. He needs to divest Blaze to get more free agents. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, just just stock. I feel like LeBron is a little bit behind the times. Like he would just like offer like a Blaze franchise in like Cincinnati or whatever. I'll tell you what, Shaq would take that. I would yeah. immediately take. How many yeah. how many Papa John's franchises did Shaq get for free because the oh. because Papa John was racist? <laughs> All of them. Yeah, Shaq <laughs> is Papa John now. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the board. I think they gave him thirty Papa Johns. Yeah, he's. <laughs> and then he just was like, "Cool." Like, they gave it. him. They he's... gave him every Papa Johns that has bulletproof glass. <laughs> <laughs> and here you go. <laughs> everything, everything uh, east of MLK Boulevard yeah, in every city <laughs> is yours. Only the Papa John where it has the bank teller like by the cashier. Yeah, son. But anyway, the best part of this Warriors season has been Joey Devine texting me out of context things when I'm not even watching. They're down 25 points, and he's and he just will text me something like, "You know, I think Amari Spellman can play," <laughs> <laughs> and, and I get convinced because it's like the old days when we're yeah. speculating yeah. about whether the welcome number back. 42 pick. Yeah, welcome back to real fandom, Don, bro. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Oh, yeah, here we go. Like, welcome I'm, to the I'm suck, man. Scout the G League, like. And then you go look at Spellman's box score, and he's yeah. like two for seven, <laughs> two for seven. And it's like, but two is a start. You look at yeah. Spellman run. You just you're like, are we sure? Are we and sure? I'm like, oh, he could he could be like a Victor Alexander type. Just, <laughs> and I'm not comparing him ever to good warriors. It's guys that had like a good week under yeah. Eric Musselman. <laughs> uh, guys, I think we need to move on to a, a very important topic. Um, there are rumors. They're swirling out there. Uh, Spotify is in, quote, early talks to buy the sports guy himself's website, theringer.com. What are they going to do with that? I don't know. What do Fire we... all the writers. <laughs> are they going to make Joe Budden just Bill Simmons? Can we sub in Joe Budden for Bill Simmons? I, would, I mean, look, is Joe Budden the Bill Simmons of the hip-hop world? I think so. Is he that a great comp? Yeah. 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 That's fantastic, actually. Wow. That might work. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I guess I Spotify, put it in the trade machine. It works. <laughs> Spotify get, is yeah. trying to move into sports podcasting. The Ringer obviously uh, has a very robust sports podcasting empire. Uh, yeah, it seems like it makes it makes sense. Like it's very successful. I don't know anything about the economics of the regular website. It seems like they do. I mean, the podcast it says makes the podcast make fifteen million a year, and the way that writing on the internet goes, yeah. I imagine it's less. For yeah, I gotta there. say it's less. It seems like they probably do a fair amount of sort of like sponsored content, uh, unless there was really an appetite for two hundred articles about a star is born <laughs> last year organically. I think they might have some relationships with. Uh, but maybe maybe the entertainment industry. They but, definitely uh, have this year's A Star is Born for the Ringer is nineteen seventeen. Uh oh, okay. If you look at their website, every person involved that works there, all hundred and forty people or whatever, uh, like uniformly think it's the greatest movie that ever happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Personally I need this to happen so I can um play Bill Simmons quotes in my DJ Pro app. Oh, is nice. that is that connected to your to it's Spotify? Spotify to Spotify, so I can just like start dropping in like. You know what you can do. Bill Simmons' son, who uh, is a rapper with the rap name uh, Melatonin. That's right. He, okay, he raps the theme song <laughs> to the Book of Basketball podcast. Yeah, his his partner is named Tic Tac. Oh my god, these are real guys. These are this is it. Bill kids. Simmons' son, whose name is. I don't know. Ben Mel- Simmons. Melatonin. His name is oh, Ben, is Simmons. ben yeah. Simmons. That's right. Um, <laughs> Growing up on the mean streets of Larchmont. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I had not, I had resisted listening to the Book of Basketball podcast because it's, it's a podcast, not a book, number one. And I'm a stickler <laughs> for that. Uh, Check out this Air Buds VHS <laughs> every Monday. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's Bill Simmons and I, I, I have such a, you know, I don't, enjoy him that much but Shea Serrano's on who I do enjoy and uh-huh. I decided to listen so I, I went and, and he's kind of the opposite of the Bill Belichick coaching tree pardon the football analysis because uh-huh. the Belichick coaching tree is actually total trash from right, anyone right. who's ever done it and I feel like all of his disciples and everyone that we've either had relationships with or friendly with or admire on the ringer it's like everything that he's done on the ringer and all of those podcasts are fucking usually 10 out of 10 home run great, like, oh, yeah, real-ass I mean, people. So it is weird that it's like, I mean, I guess that, I don't know, is that just what happens when you become, like, the boss boss and you're selling the company for $100 million? But I mean, I think that is probably why maybe there was some internal uh, makes that, makes anger that, about the union. I was about to the say, Ringer. the union yeah. vibe definitely kind of falls into place now. It's like, oh, you're going to sell off... All of our work. Yeah. Did and, we ever talk dip? about nephew Kyle's uh, anti-union anti-union <laughs> What is up with Bill Simmons' uh, young relatives <laughs> fucking being wannabe rappers? <laughs> Listen, that's that's the Boston and all of them. You know, yeah, it true. is the natural progression. Yeah. I'm here for it. I don't know. I, I threw mean, my I have phone, Spotify by the way, when I first heard his son rapping that theme song. I literally threw my phone like across the room onto the bed. I can't. I I can't. I, the book of basketball for me was a thing that I really enjoyed at a time in my oh, life I love when that it book. was, yeah. it was like really sweet and like enjoyable. And I, that's when I really, that was it. That was like peak Bill Simmons vibe and like talking about the wire and yeah. you know, with like 
Now I feel like sometimes when I when I listen to him, it, he feels like South Park making fun of Family Guy, <laughs> where like they're just pushing the balls into the joke thing. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, are you talking about Beverly Hills 90210 again? For real? Like, what? What does this have to do with the Houston Astros? <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? I don't know. I'm happy for them. I got Spotify Premium. I'm not complaining. I'm just. Wor- I'm a little worried about the writers' jobs. Oh but, yeah, they're no, they're yeah. toast. But it's also. I- I don't think Spotify at this point is known for necessarily gutting things. I mean, I would be very nervous if I were a writer and not a podcaster there, which is unfortunate because they they seem like they employ a lot of people. Uh, but if you look at kind of how the website looks, I would say that almost in itself made it seem like it was not sustainable. I, I mean, I don't know if it's not sustainable, but it just seems like they – they you know they put it on medium and mm. considering how grantland was just you know a beautiful website Absolutely. but it's i guess all, they didn't have font it's also font not guru, a, it's dave all, eggers it's not even like <laughs> it's not even a reflection of them as it is i feel like a reflection of us like i used to go to grantland to read i used yeah. to go to these places and take your time in the middle of the day to like spend 30 minutes to an hour and that's just not how anyone consumes anything anymore. Yeah, and I think that's probably they probably were at the forefront of you know like if we if people are getting to this via links on Twitter anyway, why why are we yeah, why bothering are we? on design and footnotes and yeah. I feel good about it. I don't know. Good for them. Get their Look, I money. Just, I just want them to get paid. That's I just all. hope the writers. Yeah, I hope everyone else gets paid too. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Spotify will keep you know NBA desktop going because they do video content. Spotify they, spent 400 million dollars on podcasting in 2019. Yeah, so I mean they bought Gimlet and that's been a big win for them. Yeah, so I'm sure they're just, just going to keep spending about the business of podcasting. They Here we are, guys. You mean to tell me nobody's going to stop podcasting? I would love it if they did. Is this the rest of our lives? This is it, man. This is it. Uh, okay. I just didn't. What, it feel what else like, you got going on? Didn't it feel like this year everybody woke up and was embarrassed they had a podcast? Am I tripping? No, you're right. Everyone, I feel like like having a podcast became like a one of those like jokes that everyone made. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I got a little bit. Uh, sorry to say, I have a podcast, but like, it's also yeah. It's only a joke if you make it like. I mean, everyone at this table still, like, does all the damn work and, like, enjoys it. So I feel like the vibe of also, like, kind of cracking at yourself or other people's podcast is also just, like, I don't know. It feels a little backwards. Yeah, guess what? Hollywood, what if podcasts are good? Yeah. Also, like, it's a good well, thing? Hollywood thinks that because every celebrity is getting a podcast yeah. now. How about yeah. what they have two? Why don't they have two? Get another one. How many? You've got three, Jamel. I got nine. Yeah, this is a po- this is a podcast about podcasts, man. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. I got this, one this is the I Richard Deitch of uh, of podcasting right now. Uh, just right. to spin off the ringer here, real quick, I just want to highlight. Um, I have been loving how Kevin O'Connor, um, whom I love and think is a great writer and, and good analyst, uh, has just weirdly been inserting Ben Simmons slander into every like non-related <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's a weird <laughs> troll thing yeah um, I mean I think it, it feels like people didn't buy into his he shoots with the wrong hand theory and that deeply hurt him yeah Jeff and Gundy, I think, openly talks about that though now on like broadcast. Amazing, but uh, listen, if yeah, Tristan like, Thompson he, can do it, so can you, Ben. Brandon right? Ingram like dropped forty nine the other night, and like Kevin O'Connor like was like Brandon Ingram is like 
is like like I've written before, like a great offensive player who's butting into a star. He should be an all star, unlike Ben Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what? we called Why? Brandon Ingram Why? a top twenty player in the NBA recently. Like yeah, everybody, like, chill. maybe who maybe. knows? But yeah. Uh, I also just enjoy that the ringer has such phenomenal uh, drama club energy all the time. Yeah, where it is a lot of talented people, but also uh, everybody's in these poorly produced videos they shoot around the office. It and- is surprising how much I feel like their videos look like the videos I was making ten years ago when I came oh, yeah. out here and was like recording sound with iPhone in someone's pocket and uh. then like putting it together on <laughs> iMovie. And like- they're they're literally on uh, a studio lot that where those offices right, are. Right. Yeah. Right. Just we- like you know, provide a tiny bit of production support before you get bought for a hundred million dollars. Third off, know? Kevin O'Connor owes me a fucking uh, one-on-one game himself for all that goddamn blow up the Wizards bullshit from oh. this summer. Now everybody thinks we're adorable. Come fucking fight me, bro. Well, hold on. Get out of here, dude. Put down nah. the fucking guitar. Stop shredding for a moment and come play Jamel. Come Listen, play me. Speaking of other Nuts like, up. tech companies doing reporting, Bradley Beal, per The Athletic, fucking done with your boys. I mean, sure. Are you like let's we could talk about your come to Jesus moment too? We got to move I, this guy. I said it three weeks ago. He's done. He's done. The way the team plays without him shows me that he's done. It's crazy how he's much better they are done. without him. It's I just I don't know. I don't wonder. know what to say. Look, we've got an Embiid problem up in Philadelphia. As long as you've we get got the a Beal right. problem down in DC. Uh, didn't I say? Is this a train trade right now? Didn't are I you guys say? Doing a train trade? Didn't yeah. I say Beal for Embiid three weeks ago? I think no. I think we said Beal for Simmons last. Oh, because that was what it was. Yeah. But yeah, uh, now you know. Look, Embiid. He's. I'll take him. Thomas he's, Bryan. He's charismatic. He's whack. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Bryan is fucking whack. He is young. Fucking Nene. Hilario. Can we get Kevin Love in this trade? He's just missing, so I can feel included. He's please? missing somebody... the same exact mid-range jumpers. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching fucking uh, 2012. Oh, it's all. It's happening again. <laughs> Kevin Love will happily stand in the corner for Ben Simmons to just run around in the paint. That's, he's happy to do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's get another power forward. Listen, <laughs> that's Elton Brand vibe right there. Yeah. Somebody just give us a couple first-round picks and you can have him. It's all yours. We just need the picks. Elton Brand, hit us up. Uh, we've got some good ideas for you. And Ben, look, shoot whenever you're ready. The thing that I've been thinking about, <laughs> you know him not shooting – you ever like you ever have a girl ask you to do something in bed that you don't really want to do so that you just don't do it and then you act Go like on. you and you act like you didn't hear her? Go on. You know what no, I'm, I'm pretty game for whatever. So. Oh yeah, sorry. I forgot you're Mr. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you're Mr. Bring it a full circle. Nasty Clearly freak boy. Uh, the better sexer, Mike Benner. That's true. But are you? But you're saying that eventually you come around to it. Eventually, you're gonna have to, or you're gonna have to. Something has to give, but it's on his time. He's still afraid. Let him work it out. Right. He doesn't feel the trust there. He doesn't want to put a belt around his neck yet. Because yeah, <laughs> he, he doesn't trust you're gonna release it. Yeah, yeah. I on, love the kinkiest thing Ben Simmons can imagine is taking like an 18 foot. Sure. Yeah. Oh. He's like, this is risque. I can't. What if my friends find out? I just out? met this team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are going to film this? I don't <laughs> I heard Ben shot a fucking mid-range jumper the other day. What? 
guys this uh this next topic i feel like is pretty uh on brand for the airbuds tristan thompson the other night uh was ejected from a game for slapping his old teammate's butt that's not fair I'm going to say something. The video's out there. It was, like, a little aggressive, but also, like, clearly something you would only do to someone that you have a very close relationship with. And refs been fucking up. This actually reminded me of the first thing I thought of was when that ref gave Kemba, like, two technicals immediately for just, like, being upset. And I feel like it felt like a – I don't know who the ref was, but I'm going to bet they had less than five years' experience because – Refs know should be like veteran refs know if someone has a T. It is always on their mind uh-huh. who has a technical. So I'm being careful if I'm giving them a second technical. And th- I think the ref gave him a technical and then realized what happened. And they just to save face is like, yeah, you're out. I can't. Yeah. Because it was dumb as hell. It's like. <sighs> well, to be fair. Okay. So it was against Memphis. The old teammate was Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder kind of acted like, what the fuck, bro? Like, he overreacted in a way that I feel like made the ref maybe think that like Tristan did a little more than just slap his butt. I don't know. <laughs> but who whoever slaps an adult's ass in anger? I can't remember that. Yeah, ever that's not a thing. Happening. I mean, I, I, I saw Crowder's reaction being just surprised. I think, you know, you do something with a friend and you're on a wavelength and they're not noticing or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that's more than a, like him being like, we're actually going to fight. Because first of all, uh, who actually wants to fight Jay Crowder? Nobody. That's it's like that's like I mean one... like fate. Yeah, but yeah. Other than that, <laughs> that's like one degree away from saying you want to fight Patrick Beverly. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, it was it was sad. The calf season is sad. Jay Crowder, man. He you you saw when he um, announced his rejected marriage proposal on Twitter, right? Whoa. No. <laughs> he just tweeted something like. Uh, Gonna gonna pop the question, and then forty five minutes later, it was like she said no. <laughs> Sad emoticons. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, fight that dude. That's amazing. <laughs> That's nuts. Also, let us not forget my Lord and Savior John Wall did smack Jay Crowder in the face. Um, I think the, for the world for the world to see. The, the Wall, real, Wall's not coming back this year, right? The real lead. The I, real lead of this story. They're acting like he is, but I don't know. I, I mean, it's doubtful. If they trade Beal, maybe. Who saw Memphis being the number one league pass team? Not me. That's for sure. I mean, nobody knew that John Morant was going to be like a transcendent rookie. Well, you're just worried when you see his dad come out in a big-ass mobster (laughs) get-up. Yeah. Yeah. And Brandon Clark, super, like, maybe fifth best rookie. They got it, like, the 20th pick or something. Turned out, oh, just like a really good, tall, athletic guy from Gonzaga is going to be fine. Yeah. And J. Jack Jr. now also turns out like that's fucking some real ass shit right there. I gotta say it that is a, that team is a uh, real indictment of college recruiting. That you know, John, the, their two stud rookies are from uh, a guy who started at San Jose State and a guy who went to Murray State. Like like no no none of these college coaches could catch this. Well, that's just what it is now. Yeah, you know the mid tier guys are really eating. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, what? What am I going to do? Go to Kentucky? There's already 58 guards yeah. on the roster there. Fucking Tyler Tyler there. Hero couldn't get any shine at Kentucky. Right. And it's like, it's, well, maybe with Kendrick. Like, yeah. God, yeah. Rookies are tight this year. What am I going to do? Go to Syracuse? 
Seriously. Run the fucking yeah. zone? Yeah. What Run the like, fucking zone yeah. while Jim Beheim yeah. has Alzheimer's? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, the triangle of defenses up there. Yeah, I can't 36 know. points I, a game like it's 1947. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Get him a dumbass meal plan? <laughs> no. This is the point where, where schools like – I mean, the guy who's at USC now, but who was able to build – Almost a powerhouse at Florida Gulf Coast University. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure you just say, like, look, we're going to run. The school's literally on the beach. That's why Michigan yeah. doesn't matter. Like, we'll make the tournament because yeah. we're going to win. Yeah, we're going to give su- you the, the ball. The Southeast Conference yeah. of yeah. the Sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah. pretty pagan. Yeah, it is. Welcome to the Southeast Conference of the Sun. I'll be honest. I tuned out with all Us the college talk and for a minute. Georgia State uh, Southern University. But Conference of the Sun got me in. I You're was in? Like, He's back in. Like, Welcome back, baby. It sounds like a cult that I, like, I'm like. i interested in yeah. joining. Well, it starts oh, yeah. on the beach, yeah. and you start with sun salutations in the morning. Oh, right I'm into a, a basketball orgy. I was looking for some kind of firepower. Game, every fifth game is slam ball. That's right. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, man, we were, Shouts out to Cheese Myers. Oh, we were slam ball legend. <laughs> Philly in the building. Cheese Myers. The only thing I think of, the only image that rushes to my brain when anyone says slam ball is oh. that dude's ankle just dangling off oh, of his leg. Yeah. No, no, no. That no. is... I, that's the only thing I think of. Let's okay. move on. I can't. <laughs> Please, I don't want to think about it. Guys, I can't help it. Everyone's a slam ball, and I just like have this Vietnam-style flashback <laughs> to watching Spike TV and being like, oh, this league is over now. Got it. Okay. I feel like right now the league, it's just dying for a trade. People are just thirsty for some kind of trade action. Guys, we got a little trade action. The Portland Trailblazers. We got a just-the-tip trade action. Traded Kent Bazemore to the Sacramento Kings for uh, Trevor Ariza. Uh, does this satisfy anyone's trade thirst uh well uh somebody had to go i just i'm excited to see portland do anything and it seems like the right move i i mean it's a huge i'm so glad to see not have to watch baysmore when i watch the blazers anymore well that's true because when he's out there it's like what is he up to he's just catching two fouls in a row yeah yeah every time he's and out just there underperforming to his potential for the last decade so at least you have if you're gonna have a dude who can't really score at least have him be able to play defense right. Ariza's just going to be excited not to be in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the cities are actually a little more similar than people want to admit, but uh, well, just just, I think Sacramento's a a little, little better of a city. Oh, I don't think the city but, necessarily more than like the organization. Oh yeah, well, I think Trevor Ariza though he retired after uh, Game Six <laughs> mm-hmm. of the 2018 Western Conference Finals. Went out and uh, I think he missed like 11 threes in that game uh, in right. Game Seven, and then he has not been. There are some amazing clips of Trevor Ariza fake hustle this year, where he'll <laughs> like act like he's going for a steal in the backcourt. And then just sort of like slowly jog into defensive position for the rest. I feel of like it. anyone who's not a on their rookie contract for the Kings is only giving fake hustle. Yeah, that is the organization of fake hustle. But, but I mean, it's man. like also fun that the two kings of fake hustle are now on the same team, and Hassan Whiteside and Trevor. Oh Reza. yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I, he hey, he had a good post though. Hassan had a good one after he. Uh, I think everybody was on uh, Shea Gildress for going 20 and 20. And he was like, uh, just a reminder, I had the first 2020 game of the year. And then he tagged Barbara Walters. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this right. is the year of Barbara. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, yeah, Anthony Tolliver returning to the 
place he had the most success yeah. from whence he Sacramento. came. Sacramento. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I guess Vladi Divac seems like he has sort of a very vague understanding of the salary cap. Seems like he has they, a vague understanding of his own responsibilities. Yeah, on the salary cap. Because it seems like they they gave Trevor Reza twelve million dollars, and then essentially are buying two future second round picks for twenty million dollars. Basically, as a result of this. I think. Yeah. I also saw Woj say that they were trying to like train to trade Dwayne Dedman after in the first year of his yes, forty yes, million. I yes. was like, "What are we doing, guys? Yeah, yeah. what well, are we he doing?" Actually, he actually demanded the trade. I don't blame they blame him. him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's did, nuts how badly it, yeah. they did. I mean, they spent something like forty million dollars this summer, and it was on. Oh no, it was way more than that. I'm sorry. If Adam, they gave Harrison Barnes a, a, a contract <laughs> extension, Dwayne Dedman, I think Corey Joseph got twelve million dollars. I think it was about that. Yeah. If Adam Silver is going to break up Sam Hinkie in the process, like this, there this, are this, other teams that 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 need more, like the Knicks and the Kings. Yes, like, why is he not forcing a Colangelo on them? Let's put a Colangelo. In the in Sacramento right now, Vlade Divac didn't draft Luka Doncic because I, he thought his father was weak when he met him twenty years ago. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, people deserve better. People who even just know who the Kings are yeah, tangentially have, deserve the Kings better. Kings have really good fans. They're devoted. I know. Uh, they'll support a winner. They got them damn cowbells. Look, it's not. I understand I that wish the, was, the nightlife scene in Sacramento was probably lacking, but yeah, you want to be probably in the case for most of the NBA city. Cowbell right. cam is a top five cam yeah. on uh, on the league. I like, always think about the jumbotrons. The I think it was the 2000 Western Conference Finals. Uh, there was a moment, and this is back when Sacramento played in like essentially like a slightly upgraded like high school field house. Yeah. And uh, people that, like, had courtside seats were just, like, straight-up fucking hicks. <laughs> and there was a moment when Bobby Jackson was going for a loose ball and fell into the crowd and landed on this woman's lap. And this woman takes his head and kisses it and then turns to the camera and smiles, and she's missing a front <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I fucking love that i love that sacramento has that fan base i love that like it's like probably one of the only like even though they they play in a more upgraded arena now like it's yeah. probably still the most blue collar kind of fan base and in, them in okc in right yeah, maybe and memphis know. probably too yeah i mean it's a big city but still yeah, i mean new orleans also but it's like it's up there you know i want them i want them they deserve better i think that city deserves better than what vladi divac <laughs> gives them I will say Ken Bazemore was, has always been a Sacramento King waiting to happen. So I'm just glad. I'm glad he finally achieved his destiny. Any dude who was he wearing... He's like the Walter White meth of yeah. the Sacramento Kings. It's He'd like wear... A guy like wearing sweats under his uniform. That is... That's some real Sacramento energy. Yeah. The name feels like a Sacramento King, too. Oh, yeah. Kent Bazemore sounds like... Yeah, I don't know. Scott He'd, Pollard has like the same kind of ring to it. He seems like somebody that would... Uh, get convicted like an assemblyman who gets convicted of taking bribes too like oh ken besmore the the democrat from <laughs> fresno yeah, who yeah. was up in sacramento and got arrested today he's got like an aide that mysteriously disappeared <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ken besmore his friend's houses are just getting decks built on them. 
Um, guys, we have one more topic to talk about before we get out of here. Uh, and it might be a doozy. It might not be. I feel like I have thoughts on it. But uh, Kyrie Irving recently returned to the Brooklyn mm. Nets uh, from a mysterious uh. Uh, two-month-long injury. Uh-huh. Yes, um, yes, yeah, it yes. went from about to have surgery to I'm back, nothing happened. Right. Yeah. Uh, guys, I have some ideas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it was who were they playing when he kind of – I don't know. They, the, I don't know. The They've Nets been losing to fucking someone. everyone since he came back. Uh, post-game scrum, reporters are asking him about, you know, what's the team missing. He kind of goes on a long, rambling thing, as Kyrie does, in which he says that, like, me and KD, and he lists, like, five or six other players, like, we need more help. Uh, I feel like there was a mini, like, uproar on NBA Twitter and, and NBA social media in general where Kyrie, like, people were like, Kyrie's throwing his teammates under the bus. How do we feel about this? I mean, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Just because how he worked. He said that it's clear that they need more help. Uh-huh. And he didn't mention the fact that they've got Durant in a suit. Really? Well, he when- was named, but they, he wasn't like, <laughs> he oh, we are immediately like better. On the court. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. I needed him to say, yeah, come on, guys. Our best player is inactive yes. for the entire Me, season. not the leader or best player of this team, who also the most annoying thing about his statement, too, is he just named everyone's initials. And you know Kyrie <laughs> is the dude who, like, no one uses initials on that team. Like No one's calling Garrett Temple GT. Yeah. Oh, what up, know. GT? Says nobody except Kyrie and Garrett Temple's like, what the fuck, man? Know, you GT don't even could play. Be like a gin and tonic. Like, maybe that's a good nickname. GT, are you with me? Yeah. GT, I think, might be it. But like it would, Kyrie would call you SK, and like no yeah. offense, but like SK is like not the greatest sounding no, initial not, combo. No, no, yeah. it doesn't match. Yeah. yeah, it just seemed off. Like he was trying to be extra honest for no reason. It feels like he's only trying to be a leader by like looking and seeing what other people do without actually putting in any like having any actual interpersonal relationships with anyone or like what it like the effect has when he's clearly just taking off two months and then comes back and is like all right guys so as like obviously like the leader of this team who's just catching l's constantly yeah <laughs> exhausting don't it's... call don't call it don't use initials bro you, you don't know people's names you just looked at the box score and you're like gt dd <laughs> it's so crazy who he considers the core to be too because it makes sense he's like all right me kevin durant spencer dinwiddie karis lavert and then he adds DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, dude. Who's Garrett your friend? Temple. And then <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's oh, like, so. He has, I mean, he essentially recruited. Re- he was like, me and KD are not signing unless DeAndre Jordan comes. Yes. So, like, he had, he, if, it's like. Yeah. Well, and he wants Dinwiddie he out, but Dinwiddie's just playing too yeah. well, so he has to list him. But, yeah. yes, imagine you're Jared Allen or Joe Harris listening to that. But like, well, I guess okay. I should pack. <laughs> here's the thing, though. Like. Here's my take on it. I'm not a big Kyrie fan in general. Uh-huh. Um, I like. I'm not gonna defend him as a player or whatever. Like, I do think it's weird as hell that he just decided to take a two month long like <laughs> break from playing basketball with like a fake injury. That sucks. But I hate these moments where players come off a game. It's a it's a loss. They just played 40 minutes or whatever. They're sweaty. They barely have time to like process what happens and then we give them 20 reporters standing around them asking them questions questions that are like do you guys need more help and then he starts talking yeah we need more help and then just because he like maybe in the heat of the moment didn't list all 15 of his teammates were like whoever he didn't mention he hates 
and we're just creating this narrative around it. Like we don't really no, know he, if Kyrie the, hates Sean. Or the Spencer dudes Dinwiddie. he mentioned, he hates the most. <laughs> I think is actually. But whatever, what's going we're on. reading into it either way, and it's just like no, it's just like I, it's like I remember when a reporter like point blank like asked LeBron like would you want to play with Anthony Davis? And LeBron responded like, yes, he's a great player. I would love to play with Anthony Davis. And then everyone was like, I can't believe LeBron said that. And it's like, what is he supposed to say there? Like, it's I don't know. Like, I think that you can be right and Kyrie can be a dodo bird at the same time. Fair. I think that, like, sure, like right. the NBA creates a ton of – or the media creates a ton of narrative and just feeds the Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless – fuck machinery of like stupid narratives but also like Kyrie is a fucking dodo bird man why would you he, I agree he with is you the there. dude who walks in after like telling everyone he was like I don't know on like paternity leave but was like Instagramming like shots from the Bahamas and uses initials for everyone yeah. he comes back and he's like alright guys so we're all a team we're all really getting together fuck everyone in the bullpen over there let's just bring the executive yeah. it's in. one of the reasons we accept bullshit responses from athletes is because we know we're we're coming at you at a real inopportune time, you just got done doing some shit. You're super gassed. So, yeah, give us that stock Give us the answer. bullshit. Give us give the us bullshit the stock there. Bullshit. We My, needed the bullshit yeah. there. My we didn't need the real thing. Yeah. I agree. He should have said bullshit, but I feel like it's not – it's maybe – it's not like a binary thing where it's like it's either he's saying bullshit or he's he's trashing his whole team. I think he, he is a dodo bird. He is – he does ramble, and I think he just maybe – didn't give a great thought out answer and we're all reading into it as if he's like trashing yeah, his but team. The, the, yeah, but the, the, the Boston ended answer. It was, it was a rambling thing. Because he's yeah. a dumb idiot. Well, and, and yeah. I mean, they have a special area for him to do a couple lines after each game, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. also, that, who has yeah. more cocaine energy than Kyrie Irving? Oh, my God. Like Kyle Lowry business the other Oh, my God. No, that was some fucking Molly energy, dude. I don't know what they put in his Gatorade. <laughs> Also, Kyrie has, like, all of the Boston experience. We're all like, ugh, like, doesn't show up to the playoff games. Uh -huh. Like, even when he's hurt, like, everybody fucking hates him. I, I, Like, the only person who makes me, like, like Marcus Smart, basically, was, like, the energy that he gave off wow. in Boston. Yeah, I just... The kickups didn't help you like Marcus Smart? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just don't know why all he had to say was fucking... Yeah, we we need Kevin Durant, who is here and yeah, that's unavailable. It. That's all you got to say. Kevin's hurt. I we're doing our best. And also, happy to be back. We're probably going to still be the make the playoffs because we're in the East. Yeah, yeah. and we're, we're still, still the, the we're the seed. fucking yeah. six seed. Yeah, calm down. Yeah, like like who, as as dysfunctional as they might be, I still wouldn't want to play that team in the playoffs, assuming. Kyrie's present. If at, you want to, the if they want to send us Spencer Dinwiddie for Brad. And seven second round picks. To, hey, <laughs> who am I to stop him? I, what, you think, you what, think, what made you go out on Beal? He got hurt and the team kept thrive. Well, it was just it's just like the writing was on the wall. Like he was just going to be endlessly frustrated, and he was never going to truly give us everything he had. So even, he knows he can get out. Oh, because he has the escape in two years. He's got something. the. It's just like not. It was just whatever. We're, and even if he does play well, what's the point? We're not making the playoffs. It was just really just the realization that we have some fun stuff to watch and we're not making the playoffs. You got to get rid of him while you can still get something. Yeah. You don't want to be one of them teams left holding the fucking bag. 
does Spencer Dinwiddie's weird Bitcoin contract <laughs> make him untradeable in some ways? Oh well, yeah, because yeah. everybody doesn't have Bitcoin. No worse. You have to have yeah, like yeah. it's a crazy the amount of SEC filings <laughs> and paperwork you have to do for that. Yeah, you can only like like trade his contract on the Canadian stock exchange. Yeah, the GM has to actually pass his broker's exam <laughs> before you can trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. So it's rough. Uh, guys, we should wrap this up. Uh, Sean, is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, well, come to Podstar Weekend. You Hell can, yeah. uh, check out the Round Ball Rock podcast. I also have a, I, I do have a second secret podcast. Let's go. That's what it's, we're talking it, about. It's super, it's it's very niche. We are pod, uh, we are pod positive on this podcast. Uh, it's with yeah. a guy named Richie Molyneux, and he, uh, the, the podcast, it's about, uh, analyzing the meanings of songs, and it's called, uh, Heroin, butt sex, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> yep. which are the three things that uh, songs, songs are, are written about. about heroin, and so each each episode we take two or three songs, we figure out which one of those for it's sure. About. Nice, and I wow. believe you can follow it on Twitter at, at H B S L O T R. <laughs> Surprisingly, a lot of DMX about yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. Yeah, it's dark as hell is hot. That's all yeah. about. Frodo in them. It's Frodo, yeah, yeah, Mount Doom. <laughs> I feel you. Nice. Uh, Peter, you got anything you want to plug? Podstarweekend.com, 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 and our Patreon. Patreon.com slash AirBudsPod. Jamel, anything you want to plug? Any shows coming up? Uh, just shows all over. Uh, BroccoliHouse.com, uh, all the stuff. Uh, Podstar Weekend. Uh, Shouts out to my man who did throw out his back uh, doing that dab. Uh, hope you're feeling better. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. What's up, Sean Hemp420, who we met yeah, yeah. live at the Clippers game. Um, great video pod last week that Benner put together. Definitely incentive to get on that vibe. Also, again, if you pay us $1,700 on Patreon, we will fly you out to LA and do drugs with you. It's true. True. Uh, Earbuds Pod on all social media, podstarweekend.com. Get your tickets. Uh, they are selling faster than we anticipated. Surprise. Yeah, surprise. We are all genuinely surprised at how well they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we love you guys. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.